to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. When I was 16 years old, I had the closest brush with death that I've ever had before or since. I graduated that year from high school in Calgary, Canada, and left in the fall of that year to go to Bible school. I don't know how, but I somehow convinced my dad to let me take his Camaro to school with me. I guess he figured I needed a way to get back and forth to home. On one of those days in early winter, I was driving back to school from one of my frequent weekend trips to the nearby big city of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, with a car full of my friends. As usual, I was driving too fast. Unlike the usual, though, the road was covered with black ice. I was approaching an intersection, and when I hit the brakes, I started sliding. I slid backwards across the highway. My car came to rest facing the opposite direction. I had done a complete 180 across the highway. And the first thing I saw was this. Two cars passing each other in opposite directions right in front of me. One second later, or one second sooner, my car would have been totaled and I would have been killed at the age of 16. I've never come closer to the pearly gates than that cold winter day. I remember I was really shaken, so much so in fact that I believe I even drove the speed limit for the rest of that day, which took a lot of discipline. But that close call made real to me the fact that I had angels literally watching over me and that the power of prayer from my parents and grandparents was real even hundreds of miles away. Today in Acts chapter 12, we see Peter's close brush with death too. More importantly, we see the power of prayer, the supernatural, miraculous power of God that is released when God's people come together and get serious about prayer. In a nutshell, here's the story. The political ruler of Jerusalem at that time, King Herod, began persecuting the early Christians. He did this because it was a good political decision. Most of his subjects were Jews, and they loved seeing the Christians get it and get it good. So Herod had James, one of Jesus' three closest friends, killed. The Bible says that the Jews loved it. So Herod thought, this is great. If they like me now, think how they'll love me if I get rid of Peter, the heart and soul of the Christians. So he arrested Peter. It was Peter's blessing to have been arrested over the Passover holiday, since for that holiday week, Jewish law said that no one could be killed. But Passover soon came to an end, just as it seemed Peter's own life would. But the night before Herod would have had Peter taken out to be executed, an incredible thing happened. No, a miraculous thing happened, something that could only have been engineered by God. With a little prompting, by the heartfelt prayers of Peter's friends. Peter was in prison, with each wrist literally handcuffed to a Roman soldier. The Bible says an angel woke him. The handcuffs dropped off, and Peter walked casually past the guards to freedom. 
Friends, if you think that you have trouble believing this story, you're not alone. So did Peter. Here's how the Bible puts it in Acts chapter 12, verse 9. Peter followed him, that is the angel, out of the prison, but Peter had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. But it wasn't a dream, friends. It was the power of God. Peter pinched himself and kind of woke up. The Bible says it this way in verse 11. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Friends, realize this today that God was in action back then. It had to be. No Roman guard in his right mind would let Peter escape like that, unless, of course, he didn't care a whit about his life, since the penalty for letting a prisoner escape was death. And verse 19 says that Herod was quick to carry that very sentence out. So Peter had a close call. Just hours before he was to lose his head, God saved his whole body, head and all, and verse 5 tells us why. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Friends, how many times have you been woken up in the middle of the night for no good reason, but with a distinct impression that you should be praying for someone or something? Parents, how many times had God impressed on your heart to pray for your children during the day? You're not sure why, but just to pray? And isn't, isn't it incredible? No, miraculous. Later on to find out that at that exact time when you were led to pray for that person, they were going through some difficult trial or unspeakably dangerous situation. These sorts of promptings go on all the time in the life of a believer, don't they? The world calls them intuition or a sixth sense, but we know better, don't we? We know that at times like that, the Holy Spirit is supernaturally speaking to our spirits, telling us things we can't know in the natural, that he or she or they need help in a big way, and God wants us to pray. I'm not smart enough to even try to explain fully the way that our prayers work in moving the hand of God. I'm not sure anyone's smart enough. I believe this is one of those things that we'll find out in heaven. I can't fully explain the paradox that God can do anything on his own without anyone's help. And yet our prayers are crucial and critical to what will happen in the lives of individuals, families, and nations. But then again, I can't understand how it makes good economic sense to spend more money than we take in either. The eternal paradox of deficit financing. <laughs> it will take a smarter man than I to figure out how much they get the filling into those caramel chocolate bars, and it will take a much smarter than, man than myself to explain to you the mystery of how prayer works. But it does. I don't fully understand why my van runs when I turn the key, but I know that if I don't turn the key, I'm not going anywhere. I can't fully understand, can you men, why my wife gets a spring in her step or smile on her face and a sparkle in her eyes when I bring her home flowers, but that doesn't stop me from doing it. Nicole is probably saying, well, if it, that doesn't stop you, why don't, why do, what does stop you then? 
Today I share with you this deep and profound and wonderful truth, a spiritual truth, that prayer, your prayers and mine, are a crucial and needed link in the chain between heaven and earth, between God moving to make a difference, often a miraculous and supernatural difference in the lives of people like you and I and those we love here and now. The Bible makes it very clear in Acts 12 today that it was the persistent and heartfelt prayers of Peter's friends that helped in his miraculous escape. In verse 5, when the Bible says that the church was earnestly praying to God for Peter, that word earnestly is the same Greek word used of Jesus' prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he was killed. And do you remember what else the Bible says about Jesus' prayers that night? It said that Jesus was so into his praying, his wrestling with God was so intense and severe, Jesus poured himself so completely into his praying that he literally began sweating drops of blood. That is powerful praying. That is intense praying. Those are life and death critical prayers. Those are prayers that have emotional and physical consequences in our lives. And that is the type of praying that Peter's friends did for him all week when he was in prison. Why do you think so many churches meet for prayer every week? Some people say, well, I can just as easily and effectively pray at home. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that when it comes to prayer, there's power in agreement and there's power in numbers. And it's no mistake then that Peter's supernatural and miraculous release happened the same night that the Bible says many people had gathered together in the same house to pray. These people were serious about prayer. And because they were serious about prayer, their prayers were powerful and effective. God blessed their earnest, heartfelt, consistent prayers with results. Peter was faced with what looked like an impossible situation ahead of him. It looked like Peter literally had no hope. He was in chains. And as you think about your life today, honestly, many of you realize that you are in a similar set of chains as well. You may be chained to unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, or even hatred towards someone else or past events in your life. And this is eating you up inside. You may be chained to addictive or compulsive behavior such as gambling, pornography, substance abuse, or, or maybe it is the earning and spending of money that has consumed you and that you've lost control over. You may be chained to past memories of abuse, physical, emotional, verbal, or otherwise, that are acting like emotional baggage, weighing you down, keeping you from forming and keeping close relationships, and from even trusting Jesus Christ enough to give him control of your life. And you may have tried your best to get rid of these things, to shake off the handcuffs. You may have even prayed for a while, perhaps even a long while. But if you're honest, those chains are still there. And you may have even begun to accept those things as inevitable parts of who you are and will be in your future, even though you know at some level that something's not just, just not right. Friends, if this describes you today, the Lord wants to speak a good word to you. It's a word about freedom, hope, and escape. 
Escape even from what might seem like a hopeless, impossible situation that you're in right now. God's word for you today is this, that what seems like an impossible situation in your life today can often turn into an opportunity for God to show his power. Think of it this way, friend. You're not alone. Everyone runs into his or her own wide, high, thick wall in life. Peter's wall even had bars, locks, and chains on it. From all outward appearances, breaking that barrier was impossible. Yet God unlocked Peter's cell, uncuffed his chains, and set him free. And the Lord can do the same for you today. Here's where all our talk today about prayer comes in. If your situation today is anything like Peter's, there's no doubt that it will take a miracle to set you free. But the good news is that I know a miracle-working God, and He just happens to be in your situation today. I can't promise you a miracle of freedom today, because Peter escaped with his life, but James, up in verse 2, didn't. We usually can't know with absolute certainty whether God will perform that miracle that you want and need in your life today, but we can still pray for it to happen and trust Jesus with the results. A perfect example of this today, and I share this in closing, is found in the Old Testament book of Daniel. Many of you remember the account of the three young Jewish men who refused to bow down and worship the idol that the law of that time and place required them to do. And because of their civil disobedience, they were to be killed by being thrown alive into a huge flaming furnace. Apart from a miracle, it would be impossible for them to survive the flames. But their attitude during this impossible situation can inspire us today. These three young men were determined that miracle or not, they were going to obey and glorify God anyway. Friends, as I, I mentioned earlier today, that I may not be smart enough to fully understand the intricacies of how prayer works, but I do know this much for sure, that with that kind of attitude and with a supernaturally powerful weapon of heartfelt prayer, there is no impossible situation in your life that will be able to overwhelm you. And the more fervent, the more earnest, the more heartfelt, the more sincere, the more critical, the more consistent, and the more persistent your prayers are. And the more people that are by your side and on their knees praying these same kinds of prayers along with you, the better. I do know this. Because the Bible tells us that the links that you are forging to go into the chain from heaven to earth, the chain that links God's hand of power to your life and the lives of those you love today, that prayer chain has incredible power to bring freedom to you and those you care about and to save you and those you love from the same pretty close calls. Just ask any former Camaro-driving preacher that you might know. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at God bless.